1: What's up, guys? Welcome into Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on PackerNet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email me PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us 865-658-5824. Bring in. We've got Carly Ray in the house. We've got Jacob the Beard himself here live on the show Excited to talk a little bit of Packers uh, this morning. I know Carly's got a really cool topic we're going to hit on. Many people have been talking about it. I was trying to let the dust settle a little bit before we hit on it, and Carly brought it up today, which was perfect timing. So um, with that being said, uh, Paul Robertson already in the chat. AFAM uses Ticket King for Disney on ice events. <laughs> you love to see it. Jacob, how you doing this morning, buddy?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little tired, man. I slept really hard last night, so I'm glad we had to push back 15 minutes sorry guys
1: yeah I had to wake up and do some some business stuff and uh last second kind of was like oh crap yeah we're out of time look at here so and Carly was messaging me going hey I got those graphics you asked for Hey, I got those graphics you asked for and I'm just over here running behind so Carly if it wasn't for Carly this morning this show probably would have got pushed back to 11 to be honest with you. Carly
0: Carly were you the girl in class that raised their hand for homework when the teacher had asked does anybody want homework and you were the only girl that put their hand up was that you
2: no, I never want extra homework.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> make sure. that. We're going to, we'd have to grow yeah, right podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: Sorry, Jacob. I got
1: to do it to you. It's early, but I got to hit you with it right there. stop it! it. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was going to say, Carly,
1: you Carly you gets doing doing freaked out more thing. than I do. <laughs> Carly, how you doing this morning?
2: I'm great until that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to mix them in. I'm telling you, I'm going to get Anthony you Munoz. Know, so I'm going to get, a uh, uh, Brian Baldinger, we're gonna have them all in one screen grab facing each other. All the pinkies, we can play, we can play guest to pinky, you know what I'm saying? All <laughs> right, yeah. to pinky, anyway. Carly, Boy, you man. have a pretty cool topic you want to hit on. You've got access to those images over on the right, too. So if you want to just pull them up as you need them, I slid them up underneath the great Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, just so you guys know, here in the produce, uh, the, the production office, if you will, uh, virtual office, um, he is, uh, He's kind of the benchmark here on the images. Everything below the goat is where we're doing the <laughs> show. Okay. So that's how my mind. All right. All right. You guys know, go ahead, Carly, take it away. What you got for us.
2: All right. So first of all, I'm just going to explain a little bit. Cause I didn't know what even the um, national football league players association report card was. So it's only been going on for two years. And what it is, is it's a survey that is done of all the active NFL players during the season And um, last year, I believe 1,300 players responded, 1,300 over all 32 teams. And this year it was over 1,700. So that is just a great response rate for these, um, just a great, yeah, a great response rate for, to these questions of like the facilities that they have, the food, the different things like that. And the purpose of it, I was digging into it, is to especially to give free agents more of an idea of what things are like at the place that they might be considering going to, because these are player's opinions. They use uh, quantitative data. So numbers ranking, and they also use qualitative data, like actual comments and responses by players and put them into report card grading style. And so this is the Packers report card. Um, they oh, have 11 and-
1: stitches. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Actually, overall, the Packers were really good. I think we were ranked sixth overall in the entire league, like cumulative, but I can just go through it here, especially because I know um, the podcast won't be able to see the graphic. But um, so for treatment of families, um, the Packers got a C plus, which was their lowest grading. And we'll um, actually I don't have a graphic on that one. But the main criteria or thing that knocked the grade down for the Packers was that they do not offer daycare help for Kiddos during with their parents have games um, during mm. game day. No day, game day daycare facilities or help is available, though they do have a family room available on site at the at Lambo. Like a holding room? Uh, ca- <laughs> <laughs> no, probably a lot nicer than that.
0: <laughs> Alright,
2: I would say um, food and cafeteria was a B plus, which ranked sixth. Um, I think that was freshness of the food, taste of the food, stuff like that. And yeah, stop me if you have questions about it. I have on another tab, I have like some of the details. I just don't have it pulled up so that it doesn't do any lagging. Mm-hmm. Um, lock, nutritionist and dietitian was a B that's ranked 14th out of 32. Locker room, which has to do with individual space and the quality of the locker room facilities uh, is B minus, ranked 15th. Training room, I believe this had a lot to do with space and facility things available, such as like hot tubs and cold tubs and things like that. Uh, B, which ranked 11th. Training staff, B, which ranked 16th. Weight room was an A. Seventh, the quality of the <coughs> of the weight room equipment and the amount of space they had was ranked really good. Strength coaches, A- minus at 8th. People said that the strength coaches, um, they felt like contributed greatly to the team's success, which is kind of interesting considering they the head strength coach just this <laughs> a little bit ago I think so yeah, yeah. we'll have <laughs> we'll have to see how that changes uh team travel B plus which is fourth P- players thought felt that they had enough space uh, when traveling and they weren't required to have roommates while traveling which I think am I'm real glad to hear that they don't make people buddy up in hotel rooms right before a game I don't know what you guys think about that but I appreciate that
1: yeah definitely definitely and you know the ownership Jacob you got a neighbor bro Good job, look at there. All right, finished the uh, finished sixth that's in right. the league amongst
2: the owners. What so I'll bring through? that up. I think this. I don't know, Jacob, if this is if this is actually. I might have to rain on his parade because I'm pretty sure that this is not actually talking about owners, but rather um, Mark Murphy, since he's the one that controls the money and he's the one that gets to decide what gets upgraded. But they're saying he does a really good job at it, so that's good.
1: Man, Jacob. They, they, they dangled the carrot and took it right away from you, dude. How about that, man? You know what I'm saying? Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot, he said.
3: <laughs> That's pretty cool, oh, no, though, that, that
1: they think so highly of Mark Murphy. But um, one thing that stood out to me, and I'm going to go back to one of the graphics here. This kind mm-hmm. of uh, – it kind of popped out the screen, to him. I'm going to be honest with you. So we, we turn right around, and like you said, we fire the strength coach, right? Um, and when you look at the report card, the strength coach has got a name on us. The head coach got a B-plus. That's a – and then the head coach fired the strength coach. Um, Jake, is there anything there, man? What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, that 21st overall for the head coach, uh, that one kind of shocked me a little bit. But I don't know if that's – you know, like I said, that's – it sounds like that was other teams. It's not like it's just the Packers voting on their coach, which I'd be a little more concerned if, you know,
1: Oh, so other teams voted on, on the floor,
0: too. You think I'm fairly certain, didn't Carly yeah, say that this? is a conglomerate of like 1700 players, so yeah, so it had to be right. Yeah, that makes well, me feel no, like
2: it's it's the the conglomerate of rankings, but they do do it by each individual team, so each team's players' responses are separated out. So only Packers players are talking about the Packer head coach, the Packer facilities, the Packer, um, you know, everything about the Packers, no, yeah, nobody else's
0: kind of makes me feel. What's that, Jacob? 92% of them. Uh, just, this helps break it down a little better. When you see a B, you kind of think, and it, it's 21st. That's out of 32 teams. That to me doesn't seem great, but it says 92% of the players feel head coach Matt LaFleur is efficient with their time. Okay. I guess okay. they say the players feel that Matt LaFleur is moderately willing to listen to the locker room. Six <laughs> <voice> overall. Okay. <laughs> and something in...
2: Something important to remember about this. So I was reading up on the gradings and how they actually give these, and they say that the B plus, like the letter, the letter grades, are a lot more important than the rankings. Um, there they give the rankings just to have, I guess, an I- idea or for maybe some teams to yeah. have something to strive for to get better, right? To like we every everything thrives on competition, right? I think it's to put a little more competition into it. But the B plus overall is a really good grade. Um and the crap, I just lost my train of thought of what I was gonna say. About Welcome to my world. And, and world. But yeah, it's a, a B Plus is actually a really good, a really good grade. Oh, also, when this was done, I believe these were collected September through November. And um I don't remember the exact dates, but if you look back at the schedule, we were not playing too hot during that time. And that was the time where there was a lot going on with players not not feeling like maybe they were being used to their full potential or not doing things well. And so and then I think we might not even have had a winning game during all the time that these surveys were taken. And so that might have something to do with people thinking that players thinking that Matt LaFleur was not really willing to listen to the locker room.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that, you know, culture, culture is a problem when you are losing when you're winning. You never seen a team have a bad culture problem when they're winning. Right. It's funny how that works. Uh, Mark Zambito says, remember, this was done August and November when we had problems in the locker room. Very good point. Uh, Boz comes on and said, that's it. He says, uh, look at us bouncing around. He says, that's it. Let's fire LaFleur. (laughs) We're back on the hashtag fire LaFleur track. Now, that's kind of cool, right? Um, Deadfish says, when was the survey taken? If it was October, Matt LaFleur grade would have been lower than January. Yeah, that sounds like what happened there. And, and this, Jacob, this kind of feels like – a little bit of the uh, uh, the the Pro Bowl voting and stuff, too, right? You know, like it, it gets a little bit, you know, Carly was pointing out, was it the Chiefs that finished real low, Carly? Is that right?
2: They were in the ranking. They were second to last.
1: Yeah, and they just won the Super Bowl. So that kind of made mm-hmm. me think, were they trolling a little bit, Jacob? You know what I'm saying? As far as the Chiefs. Like, was, was everybody trolling? Of course, it happened in October. It couldn't have been, right? You didn't know they were going to win. It's kind of odd, isn't it?
2: Right, exactly. And I think they, so one of the things that the Chiefs, the highest score for the Chiefs was for Andy Reid, the head coach, I believe was the highest. But um, like the facilities was really low. And they just announced a few days ago, an entire that they were going to start overhauling Arrowhead and put a lot of money in there. So I think, I think that these things do get some things done. You know what I mean? Like people really are wanting to affect these and and make these grades better because they they want to get free agents right? It's all about marketing and getting those skilled players when you when you want them.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You got anything else to add to this, Jacob, or is this uh? Um,
0: I know we got. I think it's kind of interesting, because just the fact that uh, it's kind of a random, like non sequitur. But uh, Madden, it seems like in the last two years, all of a sudden, when you do like the franchise mode. That it gives you an option to dump money back into your, like your. stands, oh. your concessions, your, uh, facility, all these kinds of things, which I don't know. It's just kind of weird that all of a sudden in the last two years, they start having a, uh, focus on that.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. And we got a little bit of a connection issue with you, Jacob. If you want to try to hop off, come right back on, it might clear it up. I know we got a delay. That's why we're talking over each other. No big deal. If you can't, but that might fix that for you. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, one of those things that um, I think it's good they're doing it, Carly. And like you said, you know, it being they haven't done it very often what this is the second year, I think um, it'll probably get better as it goes on a little more organized. We'll all understand exactly what, how everything's represented and all that. So I uh, appreciate you bringing that up, though. That's a pretty cool topic. I, I know I heard Andy Herman and other people talking about the other day. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, the, the Matt LaFleur and the strength coach thing kind of got me like, Whoa. and then we ended up firing. I mean, that was one of the highest grades we had. Right. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it being a, an A minus. So, uh, yeah, it was what, let's see what it was. It was, uh, the third highest grade right on the whole list And. Ran right, them out of town, which you know, and, and then again, the training staff is it's training staff. Is that the problem with the hammies, right? It kind of seems like the strength coaches, strength and conditioning coaches, they took the the fall there. But uh, we'll see, man. We'll see if the hamstrings get fixed, right? That's going to be uh, it's going to be huge moving forward for sure because they have definitely been a problem here in Green Bay. Um, Jacob, do you got anything you want to kick off with, man, as far as like draft talk? Anything you want to cover specifically uh, or want me to dive into? Um, again, the RASs aren't up on the uh, the website yet i think they're still having trouble but i can pull up math bombs twitter account and we can
0: comb through those linebacker ras cards if you'd like
1: to uh
0: yeah i mean i guess just overall um i was a little bit i wouldn't say disappointed but i guess surprised at the lack of decent scores coming from that linebacker group and you had some guys like peyton wilson and edger cooper that you know scored really really well but overall as a group there was a lot of guys that were very low on the RAS that I thought would do a lot better.
1: Got it. Got it. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's just pull it up real quick. Let me hit the chat. Make sure we're not missing anything. Boz took a little shot here. He's getting in on, on the action. He says AFAM sponsored by Lady Foot Locker. I like it. There you go. Uh, Paul Robertson, this was a good question too. Carly, do you think you could do a little research on your phone and figure this out? Paul Robertson said, I want to know who was the worst graded coach. the coach." That yeah, created- I
2: actually, I actually just looked it up and it was the Raiders. Um, Who I think didn't they fire their coach midseason?
1: Oh, Josh McDaniels wasn't it? Remember?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: poor McDaniels. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I I bet (laughs) I bet uh Mark Davis got that report card. Jacob was like, oh yeah, let's get this guy out of the building right now. You know, that's probably exactly what happened there. Um, Steve in the chat said Atlanta and the Bears are working out a trade for a trade deal for Fields. Uh, I know no trades can happen yet, but what is said. Uh, what is said that they are working out a deal for when the trade can actually happen. Good stuff. Steve, appreciate the update there, man. I tweeted something about it the other day and had a Packer fan come at me and tell me it was fake news. I was like, okay. <laughs> and it's literally it, the guy comes back and says, um, you, you're really going to go with this one loan source. And then I posted like six different people that were tweeting it about it. that had like over 50,000 followers. And he was like, well, it's still not a story. It's still not, it's not true. Okay. Knucklehead. There you go. And it, it, it seems like it's going to happen. I think he's from Atlanta. Um, and you guys are probably going, why are we talking about that? It listening it affects the Chicago bears, right? I'll be honest with you. I was hoping they would keep Justin Fields, right? I don't want them to get the next superstar quarterback. Now, whether that's Caleb Williams, Drake, May, Jaden Daniels, whoever, um, I was kind of hoping they would keep doing the same thing over and over, but. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, all right, let's do it. Let's pull up Math Bomb's Twitter account here real quick. We'll go full screen. I'm going to zoom in. Jacob, if you got anybody specifically in mind, you let me know. I can try to find them. We can just roll through them too. I could kind of key in on my top linebackers if you want me to go that route as well. Um, we can do it however you want. If anybody specifically you wanted to see right off the bat, though, we can jump right into that first.
0: No, I mean, um, do you have some – is that old, old players on the bottom that I see there? Is that – is it mm-hmm. Darius Smith and vontes Burfict and
1: yeah 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 he's this is all the media that he shared so he was just comparing some of the players but I can scroll through real quick and try to find some of the linebackers that he posted so okay. yeah this this would be like for instance here's here's Jeremiah Trotter jr can you guys see that one okay yeah okay and I yep. apologize for anything inappropriate in the comments over there I can do nothing about that that's his Twitter account <laughs> And I definitely want to give him credit. This is at Math Bomb. This is the guy who who founded the uh, the whole RAS website and everything, does an excellent job. And he's been sharing these, I guess, because the website's been down a little bit, too. So we can't just go in there and pull the information ourselves. But with that being said, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. obviously didn't do anything. Looks like he did do the shuttle and the three cone, though, Jacob. And that looked like booty cheeks, didn't it, man? I mean, he, he got, what, a 4.9 in the shuttle, and then the three-cone was a 7.13, which created him out to a, a 6.7 in the three-cone, and then the shuttle was a 4.9 uh, grade. So he's starting off really, really poor, especially with his size. I mean, he's six foot two twenty eight is what he officially measured in at. So he's – I mean, he hit 6' foot on the dot. Um, so uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is one of those players. I think he's probably going to fall because of his size. And uh, if you turn on the tape, you go, let a good place of football, man. Yeah, if he falls to the – Somewhere between the third and the fifth round, somebody's going to get a good player, I think. Jacob, what do you think, man?
0: Yeah, um, definitely undersized. He reminds me of – remember Zach Thomas? Yes, yes, exactly. The dude was very undersized, but he could just – once the tape started, dude, that guy was an animal. I hope that Trotter's kind of like that.
1: Yeah, and sometimes what happens with these players too, they get humbled a bit, right, and they're going to come out with their hair on fire. They're not going to be reading their press clippings like some of the first rounders. Not all of them, but some of them. You guys know how it is. Every year, there's there's a, a handful of players that you could just tell they're like, "Yeah, I'm a first round talent," and they get their butts handed to them. Um, here's Tommy Ackenberg from uh, from Ohio State. His is obviously uh, incomplete as well. He he measured in at six foot two, two thirty three. So you can see his height got him a score of seven point eight. Uh, and I'm getting a bad feedback there somehow, some kind of echo. Um, vertical, 32 and a half inches uh, at 4.92. And then we got a broad jump of 908. Uh, that gives him a score of 5.7. His shuttle uh, was sitting at a 4.24, which gave him a score of 8.39. Um, what do you think about uh, Tommy Eichenberg, Jacob? I know he wasn't very high on the list. He definitely wasn't in my top seven, but uh, that's a guy that that last year Remember, he. a lot of people were talking about him, wasn't they, going into the draft here?
0: Yeah, I mean, Ohio State linebackers, you always got to kind of, I think, keep an eye on uh, between Eichenberg and then what's the other one? Steel Chambers, two guys that probably didn't grade out as well as they would hope. But, you know, they're, they're Ohio State linebackers, so I feel like they're going to get drafted. They may just maybe hurt their draft stock a little bit by not performing great. Well,
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, let's see who's up next here. Um, let me try to find some of these guys on mine. Now, Junior Colson didn't do anything, right? Right, Jacob, he didn't run at all, so he didn't do anything. So Peyton Wilson would be the first one on my list. He's a second linebacker. Um, Looks like that's him right there. Now, he he absolutely showed up and showed out, man. That dude uh, obviously had a strong, strong showing.
3: We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. Anyways, that's arena slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase.
1: Um, his RAS score came to a nine point eight one. He was six foot three. That gave him a score of nine point six. His weight was two thirty-three. That score was a four point nine. So uh definitely like you said yesterday, right? He was he was kind of tall and skinny, is what you were saying. Um yep. that, that showed up there in the RAS for sure. Vertical jump 34 and a half, that gave him a 7.2. Broad jump 9.11. that gave him a 7.3. Forty-yard dash, four-four-three for a score of nine point nine five, almost a perfect RAS when it comes to the forty-yard dash. His twenty-yard split in that forty-yard dash, and just for anyone who hears twenty-yard split, ten-yard split, and don't know what that means, they run the forty-yard dash, but in the first ten yards, they've got a time set aside for it, right? Which will be your ten-yard split, and then the first twenty yards, they've got it. And most of the time. Scouts don't focus on the 40 yard dash for like offensive linemen, but that 10 yard split is very important to them because that shows their quickness. They don't need the big fella to get up the full speed, right? They want to know how quick he is, though, there in the pit. So um, yeah, Peyton Wilson. Can I ask so, a
2: question? Can I ask a question about that for you guys? Yeah. What do you think about so part of me wishes that they would have them do this 40-yard dash or even 10-yard? dashes or something like that like 30 times and then time them because (laughs) i want to know how they maintain that speed when they're doing it over and over and over because if you can get real real fast the first or second time but then you drop off really fast as well i -hmm. would rather have a little slower player that can maintain that over 30 40 snaps a game because that is really at the end of the game where you see who those guys are tired and i don't think it's just conditioning there is something too about how your muscles use energy and if you can do those those sprinting, those high um, acceleration, those explosive plays over and over, you're going to be a better football player.
1: Yeah. I guarantee you, if if you ask the owners and you ask the general managers, hey, would you rather them run it 50 times? They go, heck yeah. But you ask the players, they don't want to run it once, right? You got a lot of people are, who are now choosing to not even compete in the combine um, because they're like, you know, they don't want to hurt their draft stock, right? And, and that's one of those things, too, that it's a, it's a big talking point right now in, in mainstream football media. I, th- I think, it, again, Carly, I would love to see that. I, Jacob, I think it's a great idea, don't you? Like, uh, that would really give you a, a little bit a little bit deeper look at the player. But as a player, I'm going, heck no, I ain't doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, I, I personally would love to see it, but I don't think the NFLPA would ever allow that to happen. I feel like they put in some sort of negotiations to make sure that they weren't Getting paraded around out there. I mean, because that's just to, in their eyes, that's just 50, 50 opportunities to get hurt or to, like Clayton said, ruin their draft stock or to hurt their money. So I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. and the the other thing with it too is like <laughs> that that kind of I don't know it it piques my interest. The, the talking point I was talking about is people right now they're you know you got players that are going well. I wouldn't run it. I wouldn't I wouldn't even go to it. You know, if you want me, you've seen the tape. You can draft me, right? And I can understand that 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 aspect, right? As an owner or as a GM, you can just choose not to draft that player for not, not contributing, right? But also as a player, like it's an opportunity for you to show them what you can do, too, right? So I can see both sides of the argument. And I guess the way I stand if somebody doesn't want to, it doesn't bother me when a player doesn't go to the combine, right? It's like, okay, they choose not to go, great, just don't draft them then if you got an issue with it, right? That's, that's kind of how I see that. I don't know how you guys see it, but um, it's definitely a talking point right now because you got a lot of people who are kind of dropping out. Has anybody been keeping up with Caleb Williams and some of the stuff he's saying, by the way? Because he's he's starting to he's starting to show a little bit of what I was talking about. Jacob, have you seen any of it, man?
0: Uh, I'm trying to see. Hang on just Romeo! a second.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what were you going to say, Carly?
4: That's what she was going to say. What's oh, the
1: gotcha. yep, that's it. That's all. Oh, okay. gotcha. Got it. Okay, got gotcha. do, do you know what I'm talking about, though, Jacob? Have you seen anything on that?
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, he just, in my heart of hearts, I don't think the dude wants to be in Chicago at all. I mean, why think would he to? <laughs> But I, I, I would not be surprised if he ends up being a massive headache, like, uh, like Bron said. Hmm.
1: It, it and again, it's it's just one of those things, like. uh, Ari Mirov, I just poured it up on Twitter here, okay? And Ari Mirov tweeted out, USC quarterback Caleb Williams said that he won't undergo any medical evaluations at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Instead, he will only do medical work with teams he visits before the draft. Not 30, quote, not 32 teams can draft me. There's only one of me. Hmm. That's the yeah. stuff I'm talking about. Like, it, I don't have a problem with him choosing not to not to test with everyone, right? I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is there's only one of me.
4: Mm-hmm. It's I'm telling. I'm not going to. So quit
1: I'm telling you, there's something there, guys, that it continues to just kind of pop up when it comes to Caleb Williams. The whole it, it'd be different if you show me a former Hall of Fame quarterback that that's worthy of the number one pick. That's putting you know you know if this team painting it on his fingernails and stuff.
4: I was just wondering if I was just wondering if they had a good nail person in on like all those interviews or not. And like if the if they don't have a good nails nail lounge or whatever in town, he's not coming.
1: He he could be using it as leverage too, right, Carly? Like he could be using it as leverage because he doesn't want to go to Chicago.
4: Right? Right. Like, Everything anything he can do. <laughs> yeah. Like how do you feel
1: about it, Carly? I don't know how much you've kept up with Caleb Williams. Do you have a problem with the way kind of he's acted in this and, that, you know, just throughout that last year of college football or even really two years back? Or, or you think uh, Clayton's just being the get off my lawn guy?
2: <laughs> no, I think that there's, you know, if you watch closely, people are going to tell you who they are, Right so you're not going to have him come in and then all of a sudden be this great leadership guy with these intangibles and all these things that we say are really important at that quarterback position, especially for someone that you want to have longevity in your, in your team and and be someone that eventually can help younger guys develop. And so I, but I also feel like as far as his maturity level, what it seems like, right. Um, I'm not surprised. He seems very much like a typical, you know, however old he is. And I think and hope he'll get for his own sake that he'll get um kind of a a reality check and maybe some humility once he gets to the nfl and realizes how big it is and how many great people there are i do see some warning signs from just what i've seen but he's also he really does have some amazing skills and uh i I can understand if he doesn't want to go to the bears they don't have the greatest track record on developing quarterbacks and i would want to go if i were him i would want to go somewhere where i knew that my skills would be developed and i would continue to get better and uh but I think he's also probably not playing things very smart in terms of, of his outspokenness and all that. And I guess he's, that's just something he's hopefully going to learn or not. And he won't last very long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you, when you use that number one pick, especially when you got other teams that might be interested in trading up, whether it's for Caleb Williams, Drake, May, Jaden Daniels, anybody, right. Uh, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Someone might want to hop up and get the, the, the best wide receiver in the draft. Yeah. Um, when you say no, we're staying put and we're taking this guy, and there's question marks around the character, around, you know, the maturity, all that stuff, man, it can get a little bit, a little bit scary. Jacob just texted me. He said he's having trouble with his internet and he's getting angry. He's about to punch his screen. So, um, he may be back on. He may not. We'll see what happens. Emilio, he needs some of that Tennessee internet. You know what I'm I saying? Say,
4: yeah, no, the, the Kmarts, they, they're running out of that dial up. But honestly, <laughs> the, no, Jacob's got that good connection. He started looking good too with the with the light coming in the side, the sunshine coming in. We're all dark and gloomy over here, and he's got that 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 twinkle in his eye.
1: Got that Wisconsin uh, sun splashed cheekbone there, right? That's um, my man, I tell you this, he. Uh... <laughs> It cracks me up. He's not on here to defend himself, and you immediately go after him like he's over there. Just he's
4: uh, calling me out in the chat. That's all right. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's. I feel like he's over there uh, rifling through the old AOL CD. You know what I'm talking about? Trying to get that that free whatever it was, 100, 100 minutes, whatever yeah. it was, that was huh. in the good old days. You'd spend 45 of those free 100 minutes just trying to get the damn thing to load. Y'all just remember waiting. those, those yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Carly, do, do you remember the AOL CDs or are you too young?
2: No, I remember them. That was the first. I didn't even have a computer in my house, I think, till I was a sophomore in high school. And then, yeah, I remember getting the – my grandma had a computer with AOL before I did. So whenever mm-hmm. we'd go there, I would sit down in her basement and log on to the chat rooms and, you know, all that crazy stuff and that sound. Man, I remember it.
4: I remember yeah. that little stick figure, you know, going across the loading screen into the into the AOL triangle.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Hated yeah. seeing that guy, man. Hated like seeing him. Had a bear a bear's snap back on just walking across the screen Uh every every single time. Um, (laughs) Eric Sutherland says, Jacob wears a Demarcus Russell signed jersey as a not shirt.
2: (laughs) Oh, hey, speaking of, speaking of signed things, can I, can I interject something real quick? Absolutely. So I was when I was looking up some of the information about the um, NFL Players Association stuff, I ran across. Let me see if I can pull it up here. I ran across some like they have auctions there of some signed stuff. And Hmm. so I want to show you this one is going on today and it ends later tonight. It's a Christian Watson signed panel ball and it's at one hundred dollars. And then a Jaden Reed signed um, mini helmet. And both of those are going on right now at let me see if I can drop down to that that comment there so that you guys can see where it's at because i left the there
1: you go i got you. On. you
2: got it oh wait it's not i guess it's not down there that's on the website it's oh, right the at band. the bottom nfl auction there you go nfl auction.nfl.com and two two things from our from our packer players if anybody's interested in bidding on those or picking them up so
1: there you go go get them go get them while they're hot mm-hmm. not off the press that comment we had, I don't know if we had it marked or not. It was something about uh, – let me see if I can find it. Yeah, we do. Okay, cool. Uh, David Mitchell said, why would he or any other quarterback want to go to Chicago? That's it would true. be a real hard division to win, and their history of quarterbacks uh, may be the worst in the NFL. I mean, it – and it's like, okay, who who's leading the charge there, right? Who's going to be developing the quarterback? Did they end up – who was it they brung in as their OC? I just deleted the new uh, the new coaches graphic and and this mm. is for those of you who are ambitious and want to start a podcast one of the rules of thumb never ask a question you don't know the answer to and I just screwed the pooch there so <laughs> let's see who the Chicago Bears OC is I want to see uh I've got Shane it. Waldron
4: is that right
1: okay. yeah Shane Walker Shane Waldron and he was in Seattle so he did some good things with Geno Smith um so uh you know, two years ago, Geno Smith was kind of an MVP candidate, so I would feel okay about Shane and kind of mentoring my rookie. Yeah, I think
4: honestly, it takes a special kid, you know, to to come up and want to step up into that mess. You know, if he's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot to be, you know, the first four thousand yard passer, all that stuff. I think that's kind of the mentality they got to go in with. Mm-hmm. Caleb is not going in with that mentality, so it's I would say that's a no go for me. That's a that's a non fit. Um, so he must've been upset that the, that the dartboard and the mini golf putt putt, uh, setup they had in their meeting room. Wasn't, wasn't big enough or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Steve in the chat said, Caleb Williams doesn't have an agent yet. Is that right? If that's so he can return back to college, if things don't work out, that's right. You, once you sign an agent, well, I don't, it may be even different there now, Steve, I'm not sure, but it used to be once you signed an agent, you couldn't go back to college. Right. If, if I understood correctly, but, um, 18 hours ago, Sports Illustrated said USC football. Caleb Williams does not intend to sign with an agent. So um, there's still a chance he could return to college football then, Even right? if he gets
4: drafted? Or no, um, how's that work? No, man, it's the Wild West. Right? Oh, there you go. I did the same thing you just did. Uh, Asked uh, oh, yeah. I don't know how would answers. it work? <laughs> yeah.
1: Bunch of bunch of amateurs over here trying to run a pod, man. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, leading the, the blind leading the blind. Um, let's see here. David Mitchell said, worse yet, Caleb, he could be the next Johnny Manziel. Very true. I'm telling you, man, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And when I made that first comment about Caleb Williams a year and a half ago, there was a couple people come at me and go, oh, Clayton's being racist. What are you talking about? I compared him to Johnny Manziel. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, let me give you an example. Since everybody wants to play the race card. CJ Stroud, you go talk to that cat, and he is like, you're not going to find a better leader. You're not going to find a better Mm -hmm. leader of your organization. I've said it a thousand times. I mentioned that Caleb seems like a knucklehead like Johnny Manziel and had one or two anyway. Just cracks me up, man. Mm -hmm. People people just want to divide. But, uh, yeah, so let's keep climbing through these real quick, Um, these RASs. Um, you can still see that image, right? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to zoom in one. This was one it got a lot of talk yesterday, uh, out of Kentucky. Uh Traven Wallace, linebacker out of Kentucky. Uh ball skills didn't look great yesterday, but his height, six foot, uh, came in at six foot one, a little bit undersized, a score of four point nine. His weight, two thirty-seven for a score of six point four. Other than that, a pretty good day at the office, Emilio. Yeah. Vertical jump, 37 and a half inches for a 9.1 score. Broad jump, uh 1007 for a score of 9.6. 40 yard dash 451 for a score of 9.7 and a 20 yard split of 2.6 for a score of 9.47. 10 yard split was 1.62. So took a little bit to get get the momentum going there as 10 yard split is uh is Quite a quite a bit lower than what his twenty yard split grade mm-hmm. would be. So uh one of those guys that maybe not as quick as he is top end speed. He didn't do any agility testing. So who knows what his true RES would have been, but he definitely turned some heads there yesterday. That's a guy that uh here's the guy that mm-hmm. people aren't talking about. And um until yesterday, of course. So I'm excited to see if his uh his his draft stock rises. What do you think about him there? Yeah, I
4: mean he he kinda it's kind of like a, a Peyton Wilson right there. A little bit more weight on them, uh, a little bit less on the height there. But it's the same sort of idea. They're both green across the board. Ten yard split is the only thing Peyton's got on them really. Uh, it's it's crazy how you know once you start breaking them down into like decimals and numbers like this, they're not that far apart. And they're maybe you know three tenths, six tenths, you know, difference in speed and times and stuff like that. It's crazy how minute the the differences are that that really um you know come down to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, let's see here. So, obviously, Junior Colson at run, we hit Peyton Wilson. Let's see if we can find Cedric Gray in these images, real quick. And again, we're on uh Math Bomb's Twitter account. You guys go give him a follow, give him a like. He's also got pinned at the top of his uh, his Twitter account, a uh, GoFundMe. You know, all this information he, he provides it for free. But if you just want to go throw a tip in the jar. I know he would greatly appreciate it. He didn't pay me to say that. I know I'm I'm going to donate to him just because I use this information every year, and I don't know. It's just so cool to have people that take the time to uh, to bring this type of insight. So here's Cedric Gray. He's my third highest linebacker on my board. He's sitting in the number 66 spot. Okay, Cedric Gray came out with an 8.92. So pretty good RAS score there. Um, Height was six foot one four eighths. Um, that's a score of 5.8. His weight was 234 pounds, a score of 5.2. Vertical jump, jumping out of the building, 35.5 for a score of 8.03. Broad jump was uh uh one one zero 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 seven point eight zero was his broad jump score. Um, and then you have the 40-yard dash, a four-six four, but you can see like you know, as long as you're in the in the low four sixes, you're still gonna get a decent grade there at linebacker. That gave him an RAS of 8.1. 20-yard split was 2.69 for a grade of 7.8. 10-yard split, 1.59 for a grade of 8.73. So, again, I think he pretty much stabilized where he was on the board. Peyton Wilson definitely improved his stock. Uh, we'll see what Junior Colson does at the uh, pro day. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., I don't want to say he hurt himself because, um, you know, he didn't, he didn't do a whole lot. Of, I don't think you were on here when we were talking about him, Emilio. He just done a couple of drills and, and the drills that he did hit, man, it was pretty bad. I'll pull it up for you here. You can see, um, obviously, he he measured out six foot even for 228 pounds, uh, very, very undersized. His shuttle was 4'4. Mm-hmm. Uh, which gave him a score of 4.9. And his three cone was 713, which gave him a score of 6.7. So um, didn't do anything else, man. His pro day better be off the charts, bro, or he's, he's really hurt himself.
4: Yeah. No, that's the truth. I was just looking to see if he had anything. And that was the only thing I saw was the three cone. He's tied with uh, steel chambers, but that's not saying anything. There's only three people that's run. So, you know, that's, that's tough, man, when, you, when, you're, uh, when your three things were height, weight, and then a couple cone drills. You didn't didn't show out enough, so he's definitely going to have to produce on his pro day.
1: Yeah. Carla, you got anything to add here? Anything you want to hit on or anything?
2: Not this guy. I did have a thought. I I typed in the private chat so we can get to it later if there's time.
1: Okay, perfect, perfect. I'm going to rattle through these real quick. Edren Cooper comes in as the number five linebacker on my board, uh, sitting in the number 87 overall spot. Uh, obviously, his RAS here, a 9.34, looked good. Six foot two, so decent, height. Weight was 230, a little bit undersized there at a 3.8. His vertical jump, 34.5 uh, for a score of 7.2. His broad jump, 9.10 um, for a uh, score of 6.9. And then the 40 yard dash, a 4.51 for a score of 9.72. 20 yard split was a 2.62 for a score of 9.47. And then his 10 yard split, a 1.54. For a score of nine point seven, there he didn't do any agility testing to the best of my knowledge, unless they just haven't got it in the system yet. So, Edger Cooper, sitting number five in the linebacker room uh, on my board, seems to have helped himself there for sure. Amelia, uh, what do you think?
4: Mm-hmm, definitely, and it's hit the you know they're they're stuck with the height factor, weight. We can work on a little bit, but man, it's crazy what like three or four pounds does. You know, 230 verse 233 versus 234, you'd get into the yellow. Um, but uh, not jumping quite out of the gym, but he's quick. I like it.
1: Yeah. And the man of the hour is back, as Paul Robertson says, Jacob has a leash for his iguana. Jacob, how's the internet now, man? How we doing? I don't know. You guys tell
4: me, am I? You're Good? crystal clear. You're
1: as beautiful as ever, man. You kidding me?
4: All right. The way that sun hits you, man.
1: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Hey, what do you think about uh what do you think about Cooper? He
2: flashes off the silver in his beard.
0: Hey really no. Hey no. no. Uh Adrian Cooper, I think, drastically improved his uh his draft stock yesterday. He ran real quickly and um he looked he looked just like a really good solid player. Um I think he helped himself quite a bit. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so too, man. And and I think he'll probably climb a bit. Like I said, I got him at number 87 on my board. I don't know where he sits on the consensus right now. I've got so many win- I got more windows open than the trailer park over here, boys. I'm afraid yep. no- anything else, the whole thing's gonna crash. So um up next, we would have uh our boy uh Edafan All right, let's see if we can find his card real quick. I know we hit on a couple of these last night, but uh let's see if we can find him. And it's spelled different than I had to put the pronunciation on my sheet here because I know Jacob likes to correct me every draft here because I am uh, dumber than a brick see <laughs> here uh Eulafocio you guys see him anywhere I don't see him anywhere
4: I can't even read that that's because you're
1: drunk it. this early in the morning Emilio
4: it's called Irish cream it's not called drunk okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it
1: yeah. let's we'll see here. Let me just take one quick, quick gander through. I want to make sure. Yeah, here we go. Bang 9.55. Jacob, holy cow! Um, and his height was six foot, right? Six foot even. Uh, well, six foot and four eighths of an inch. His score would be a 3.3 there. Um, his weight was 236 pounds for a score of 6.08. Vertical was 39 and a half for a score of 9.76. Broad jump, uh, 1008. Um, for 9.75 score. Your 40 yard dash is a 4.56 for a score of 9.33. 20 yard split 2.64 for a score of 9.09, and the 10 yard split 1.59 for a score of 8.73, giving you a grand total of 9.55. Was his RAS? He definitely helped himself, didn't he, man?
4: Mm-hmm. For real though, why don't they just have a couple burgers before they like weigh in? Because if they get like four or five more pounds, they're like in the yellow and the green. I don't get it. I mean.
1: Yeah, better yet, do it like do it like Michael Scott, right? right. Yeah, just eat some Alfredo before you go out. Hard there. Blown.
4: <laughs> <Hard> <laughs> <blown>. <laughs> uh,
1: what do you think about him though? Uh Jacob.
0: Um, he's definitely somebody I think that again helped his draft stock improve because uh I I thought that he was I don't remember what his consensus was, but I, I thought that he was below the top one hundred. Um mm-hmm. but when he runs like that, I think he might have possibly ran himself into a top one hundred type pick. Um, maybe being like the fifth or sixth linebacker picked, you know, kind of thing. I think he was maybe around the nine or 10. And I think he probably cut that in half just from, uh, yeah. just being a quick guy. He looked yeah, good. I, got, I got him number six on my
1: board amongst linebackers, and he's 128 on the overall board. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. He probably does jump up in the top 100 now, man, with that kind of physical, yeah. uh, physical performance for sure. I'll see if I can find Michael Barrett. Is there anyone else you wanted to see, Jacob, as I come through and try to find Michael Barrett real quick? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, there was a guy named, um, oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Who had the worst showing? Yeah. Well, a lot of them had really bad showing. That I- <laughs> that's,
1: that's exactly what Jacob said before we went live. He went, man, there's some cheeks and there's line, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: So true. Uh, could you pull up Jalen Ford right there? That was one I was a little surprised about because he was supposed to be kind of a real good athletic guy and he just had a, man, well, he didn't look like he didn't even do the,
1: Didn't do the 40, didn't do the agility. He's probably going to hold out to the pro day. Um, So his is incomplete, but it's hot. He came in at 6'2, 240, pretty decent size there. Vertical 33 and a half. I mean, not horrible, but didn't jump out the gym. 6.11 was his grade. And his broad jump, a uh, 1001 for 8.28. So broad jump showed some explosion there. You know, that I kind of take both those numbers together, you know what I'm saying, and go, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't like. Horrible vertical, but the broad kind of made up for it. I would put his his composite explosion grade probably in the sevens, you know what I'm saying? So, not bad. Um, especially if the if the tape looks good, obviously, he played in the big time program there at Texas.
0: Playing can you pull right. up? Can you pull up Morris Lafalle? Uh, yeah, Notre Dame guy, he had a, what was that? How do you pronounce it?
1: You, I'm sure you crushed it. Yeah, I no, know you crushed it. Yeah. Okay. Leo Fo'o is what I'd probably say. You know what I'm saying? Rafael, I think you're right. I think I heard DJ say that. So uh yeah, his is still incomplete, it says right now. Um so he didn't do any explosive testing, he didn't do any agility testing. Um, but his height was six foot two and one eighth, um, giving him a score of seven point four. And then his weight was two hundred and thirty-four pounds for a score of five point two. Um his 40 yard dash was four six four for a score of eight point one. 20-yard split, 2.69 for a score of uh, 7.80. And then his 10-yard split was a 159 for a score of 8.73. So you see the 10-yard split was the strength of his 40-yard dash. Um, So probably going to have – I'd say his agility testing will go good and his explosiveness testing will probably go go good too there. Uh, More the explosion than the agility because typically someone who gets off with a real fast 10-yard split – will have a, a good vertical, good explosion, good broad, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about him out of Notre Dame? Got to be a smart player playing at Notre Dame, man, with the academics and everything up there.
0: Yeah. he uh, He's supposed to be really smart, but also like Mark Zambito just said, his wingspan for his height, he has like freakishly crazy long arms. Like the way mm-hmm. that uh, – whatever you call it, like that scale while you're supposed to be kind of symmetrical kind of thing. This dude has like six-inch longer arms than he should, kind of like a Preston Smith where he's just going to be – grabbing people all creepy. Uh Just I think that'd be good.
1: Yeah. His arm length, it looks like they got him at 34 and a quarter. Okay. Is what it looks like to me. 34.25. So um there you go with that. We could
4: get those measurements. We could get our measurements going for hand size and arm length. We can see we can get our RAS our RAS build going. <laughs> start working on it all right you knucklehead
1: all right so that's that's the top seven on my linebacker uh group there is there anyone else you want me to try to comb through and find jacob again my top seven are junior colson who didn't perform peyton wilson cedric gray jeremiah trotter jr who basically didn't perform and what he did perform was booty cheeks uh Edren cooper um and then Michael Barrett, which I didn't see Michael Barrett anywhere on here. I'll try to comb through one more time though, because you had asked me to look at look for someone else just to make sure I didn't overlook him. Anybody else, Jacob,
0: you can think of, man. Uh, could you pull up Cedric Grays? I didn't see his charts. Maybe I was offline when you guys did that, but yeah, you were feeding the iguana. You did you did <laughs> pull him up already? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it again right here. 8.92. 8. So oh wow. not that's a lot better than I thought. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, then the stylish. other one that I was what about Tyrese Knight?
4: Tyrese I did see his name too. Let's see. Mm. Aaron Tyrese. Jones, an Aaron Jones guy, Texas El Paso. Oh, the, yeah. I, I watched that interview. That coach was like, dude, this is the best guy I've ever coached in my entire life. Like he yeah. is an yeah. absolute freak athlete.
1: <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Ty, you're talking about Tyrese Knight, right? How do you Yep. Um, Yep. 7.51, his height came in six foot and four eighths of an inch. Uh, you have his weight at 233. That's a score of 4.9. His height was a score of 3.3. Vertical jump, 34.5 for a score of 7.2. Broad jump, 911 for a score of 7.32. And then you have the 40-yard uh, dash, 4.63 for a score of 8.3. 20-yard split, 2.69 for a score of 7.80. 10-yard split, 1.54 for a score of 9.78, so you see uh, a lot of quickness there in the 10-yard split with his acceleration. Composite agility grade was okay. His shuttle was 4.4 for a score of 4.90. His three-comb was 7.25 for a score of 5.00. Like I said, a grand total of 7.5, so not horrible, but I don't think he really improved his draft stock too much there. Um, And he pretty much did everything, right? So there you go. Um, and comparing wingspan, like you were just talking about, the other guy was like, what, 34 and a half inches? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrese Knott's uh, wingspan is 2 inches shorter, so 32 and a half. So just to kind of give you an idea of, of some of these guys and how
4: they're built. But, what about what? that Wisconsin backer? Which
0: He did, not, he did not grade well. Mama Mama, What
1: would you say?
4: No
0: Jimena.
1: This guy Mama. right here?
0: Yeah. Ooh.
1: Oh Lord have mercy. That looked like my RAS card there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it says it says uh not applicable. Um I'm pretty sure sometimes when they yeah, when it's got the U, it means they perform so low that they didn't even stack up to anyone. Gotcha. Uh, I think that's how it works. But his mm-hmm. height, he was five eleven and six uh, his weight was two twenty nine. He did not do the bench press, uh, no explosive testing, no agility testing. I imagine that would probably be his strength there was his agility. Right,
4: that's what I was thinking. Uh,
1: 40 yard dash, 4.9 for a score of 1.9, 20 yard split, 2.83 for a score of 2.1, and then his 10 yard split of 1.63 for a score of 7.1. Do so. have
4: his 20 yard shuttle on NFL? It's 4.66, four, which is, I mean, Tommy Eikenberg's 4.24. So,
1: mm. golly. I mean, yeah, so that's,
4: that's tough.
1: Yeah, not looking good, man. Sorry, Jacob. So, Sorry,
0: Jacob.
1: The Badgers. Badgers not, not showing up this year, are they, man? It, no. Not a good think, year.
0: Who do you think is the best
1: player? Who do you think is the best player for Wisconsin coming out in this draft? Is it, is it Braylon Allen, you think?
0: Unfortunately, probably, yeah. Until no. uh, we got that that cornerback, though, who's just going to be a beast next year. Yeah.
1: All right, there you go. Uh, let's see here. Reef in the chat said a lot of the a lot of those rookies had problems following directions and retaining the information that was told to them. Might have been nerves. I know I would have been nervous too. Um, but I noticed that too. Some of them were kind of like they, they had to stop
0: the drill multiple times. The guy's like, I don't know what you mean, but he's like, right, either right. come forward or go back. <laughs> yeah. <at all.">
1: <laughs> <laughs> what don't you understand? <laughs> we laugh, but I'd be the same guy. I'd be out there, man. You,
0: yeah, I'd be. Oh, I'd be yeah, nervous. nervous got to be nervous yeah
1: Steve in the chat says yesterday uh when I was watching the combine I liked Cedric Johnson from Ole Miss I believe in uh Braden Fisk from Florida State looks very very promising yeah Braden Fisk really helped his his stock is he the new Aaron Donald I tell you he he beat Aaron Donald in some of the numbers um Did he? yeah that dude is uh he seems to be the real deal And it, it, you know like sometimes you you gotta listen kind of close to like scouts like Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Sometimes it's what they don't say that speaks the loudest, but then it's, sometimes it's how they say things. He cut Rich Eisen off in mid-sentence and said, hey, Rich, you're going to want to pay attention to this one. And the guy ran the 40-yard dash. So he he says that, and I'm over here writing something down for the pod, and I heard him say that, and I looked over because it oh, kind of caught my attention. So I look at the screen, and then he gets off the line, and I went, oh. And then as soon as he hits the line, he goes, oh, yeah. He said <laughs> – and I was going – who is it? Wait, hold up, Braden Fist. Let me look him up. I didn't and, know Kool-Aid uh, was running. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious because he was so smooth when he said it too. Um, he knew he crushed it. So that's a guy that's gonna jump up. And but these are the things we talk about, right, Jacob. You guys, I've said it probably more than anyone. Um, and I get criticized for it, maybe rightfully so. But I'm like, I don't want to put too much stock in this stuff. Focus mostly on the tape and give the bonuses where you need to give the bonuses. Like, okay, no other player has done that, right? Like. Braden Fisk, he should be rewarded for that performance. I'm just not going to penalize people who perform bad when you got, you know, two years of tape where they dominated, and then all of a sudden, you know, now the Wisconsin guy—I've never heard the name. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but it's like, it, it you know, it'd be different if he was like this guy was going to be a top ten pick and he performed like that. And I look at the tape right. and go, you know what? I'm not so concerned about that. The tape shows he's fast enough. Um, but yeah, you just gotta—you gotta take each. If you're going to be the person to go, I'm really going to sit down and evaluate these players. I'm not that guy. I'm more of an information gatherer. Um, But if you're going to be one of those people, you you really do got to put them on an individual basis and go, okay, let's put everything into perspective as far as what does this actually mean in Mm -hmm. context with the draft. So um, there you go. All right, cool. So that was fun, man, to hit that. Carly, you've been just sitting over there being quiet, going I don't even know why I'm on here hanging out with these knuckleheads. You got anything to add to the conversation, anything at all you want to talk about?
2: Oh, I'm enjoying learning and learning and hear your guys' perspective. That's how you learn, right? Just absorb information and don't say stuff when you don't know anything. So I, I like hearing the, all about those people. But you guys, why don't you hit what Chris said, and then I'll bring up what, what I just learned about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Chris says the most talent in the NFL is Brayden Allen, but the one that is most successful in the NFL from the Badgers is Tanner Bortellini, offensive lineman. So he's he's saying that that's the that's the uh the, that's the guy that's going to be the most successful in the NFL. But he thinks Braylon Braylon Allen has the most talent. Got it, Chris. Good stuff. What'd you learn, Carly?
2: So maybe maybe I'm super behind on this stuff because I'm not really that connected in social media. But what Eric Sutherland said about Kool Aid foot fracture is I just learned that Kool Aid McKinstry. Was diagnosed with a Jones fracture of his foot. Won't be doing anything at the combine, and mm. but that might make him fall pretty far. That he might actually be somebody that we're able to take if we're interested. Like, what do you think? Guys, think about that.
1: One week ago. One week ago, what we say? Why is Kool-Aid dropping? Remember Jake? Yep. There yep.
0: it that is. The
1: came out. out. Yep. So yep. when did that foot fat, foot fracture happen? Right. Like I don't. I don't remember it being a now. I mean, what? It's got to have
4: been when he kicked in the wall.
1: <laughs> i see what you did there let me see if i got a sound bot for you man i don't know if i do or not let's see here this oh is, yeah. yeah this is all you get right here there you go <laughs> so, tim added a bunch of stuff in there let's give him a round of applause all right we appreciate you tim. um so, uh, yeah, I, I like the soundbots more than the videos because it doesn't cut us out, you know. But at the <laughs> yeah. same time, man, you can't
4: beat this. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man. That's yeah. it. That's that's all.
1: Or the, the always
3: favorite. John Deere Green. On a hot summer night, he rode Billy Bob
1: Love Charlie. You know, that's the other thing, too. They tweeted out another video or a picture or something, something that that uh that he had done here recently. Um uh the Packers Packers tweeted something out about AJ Dillon. Kind of feels like the Packers keep buttering these free agents up a bit, don't they? Like, hey man, we love you here, dude. it, was <laughs> a discount. That type mm-hmm. of thing could be. So uh I don't know. You you think he's gonna be back, Jacob? What how you feel on the surface there, man? AJ Dillon.
0: Uh yeah, I think he'll be back. Um I just think he's too good of a guy. The Packers invested too much into him Um, draft-wise. You know, I don't think they're going to let a second round. He was a second round, wasn't he? I don't think they're going to let him go. Um, He's just, he's too connected to the community. Um, And he is a good back. Like like we've talked about, people forget that out of that whole running back draft class of that year, only Antonio Gibson has more yards from scrimmage than AJ Dillon. Mm -hmm. Everybody else has been cheeks. So,
4: right. And he shows up. I mean, like he, the only time he didn't play was when he broke his hand. Like, come on, if we're trying to keep if we're trying to keep hits off Aaron Jones, we're going to need a big back. Yeah, we're going to need a scat back to to take some of those off because Aaron Jones isn't going to get the ball a lot in the first half of the season. I don't I mean, we're going to we're going to spike him a couple of times here and there. He's not going to get the ball a lot. Matt probably really liked how efficient and how healthy he was at the end of the season. So let let Aaron Jones or let A.J. Dillon take the heat. Let Eric Wilson take some uh, six, seven thrown back. And let's just roll into the season. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Chris in the chat said, good job, Clayton, on my horrible writing. Hey, listen, buddy, um, you you write like I speak, so we're a match made in heaven. You know what I'm saying? He said, uh, most talent going into the draft equals Franklin Allen. Most successful NFL carrier will be the o line Got it, buddy. Career. Career. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> Did I read it wrong? No, no, you oh, read it right.
0: You read it, you right. right. you read it right. You read it right. Oh, Chris, get hooked
1: on the I love it, man. Chris, you're in the right spot, buddy. Welcome aboard, my man. Um, all right. There you go. Randy says, i to stop hearing about it, boys. Have to bring Dylan back. Yeah. Cool. Um, Reef says, I like Dylan, but he trips a lot.
4: It's Where are you going to find quads like that, though? Yeah. Not like I'll they you, just grow on trees.
1: I'll tell you this. I was I was kind of hard on Dylan early in the year watching him like that because that's called, I was just like, man, he's stumbling a lot. And I asked Mike Wall live on the air about it, and he went, Clayton, he ain't got no hoes. Like, that, dude, that dude's getting the ball looking up and going, what the crap? He's trying mm-hmm. to. You know, so I'm gonna always kinda take a back seat to what a former NFL player says he's seen it. And right. uh and as I started to watch later on, I'm going, man, Aaron Jones is just that good at cutting and making things happen where they're not. Um so it to me it was and PFF agreed with Mike Gual right? You know, the way they graded AJ Dillon, he had a pretty decent year. So um
0: yeah. Also and I, I know, like his bad luck. So if you can AJ Dillon in college when he was at Boston College had the work
1: yeah. Oh no. Is he cutting out for you, Emilio? Look at him. He's froze too. We got to get screen
2: with yeah. that. Yeah, he cut me. out for me too. Oh,
0: there he is. We got him back. AJ Dillon in work. Boston College. He had the worst graded offensive line in I think two of the three years he was there, or all two years he was there. So he's never and had He's been dealing line. with that here. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: But I I do like that his pad levels literally have gone down each year. Like it's he he's he's getting he's getting his feet under him. Like he's understanding the NFL. I I don't see why we would just kick him to the curb. You know? Yeah.
1: And I thought he did good in the passing game last year. That was the thing I was impressed with. When when Aaron Jones went down, it was like man they he started Jordan started hammering that wheel route on time, and uh, and Dylan was making things happen. And there were several times that he. He has some good catch and runs. So um, I think we'll see him back for the right prize. I hope we do, man. I love that dude. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just love everything he represents. He's, he's such a good guy. So, all right. With that being said, we'll get out of here, gang. Um, Carly, you got anything uh, as we get ready to wrap up here? Anything else you want to hit?
2: Well, did I miss your guys' response if we would want Kool Aid if he fell very far?
4: Oh, sorry. That was my bad. Oh, yeah. We, no, we, well, we
1: all were like, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on. The injury itself, right? Like, is it something that's going to be long term? And and now what you're basically saying, if you have a player like that, are you willing to take a medical red shirt, right? Like, meaning, are you willing to, to just accept the fact that, hey, this injury may nag him the first year? That's the way I look at it. But I'm very, very conservative in that approach. Like, if someone has an injury coming in, I always prepare for the worst and hope for the best. That's kind of how I operate. So if you draft someone like that in the first round, if he does fall to you at number 25, right. And you draft him, you've got to be prepared for him to sit, you know, half, maybe even the whole season to get that thing. Right. Do or you else? know?
2: So we know that we know hamstrings kind of tend to recur, but the Jones fracture, from what I read, it sounds like he'll be able to, he's going to get it fixed right away and be able to um, perform at the pro day. And then oh, our Jones okay. fracture is something that normally recur. Do you guys know?
1: I have no idea. Um, what about you, Amelia? You had any uh, – I know you've got drunk a couple of times to kick a bar stool. You ever had a Jones fracture?
4: No, I haven't had uh, – so what's it say? Uh, fracture is a fracture of the bone on the pinky toe side of your foot, the fifth uh, metatarsal bone. But my what, – what I've ran into is like turf toe where mm-hmm. like you get that soft tissue in, in your foot and it, it is always nagging. I mean, you feel that – you feel that every game, every practice, every week until – you know that's it's not something that goes away really easy so if it if it is you know just a, a surgery and bam you're good to go on on the Jones factor and send it um you know cuz if he falls to us look at the boards back in you know january february see see where he's at i mean the dude's the dude's an athlete mm-hmm. and he can he can move with the ball in his hand but
1: yeah United Bates says, I'm reading that uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry is sitting out the combine, but we'll do the pro day and get the injury fixed after. It should be 100% for camp. So he confirms what you were saying there, Carly, 100% for camp. So, um, Jacob, w- would you be cool with that? If Kool-Aid drops? I mean, that was a guy that was – here's a guy that early in the process, that dude was the top corner in the draft, right? So um, I would be okay with it, man, as long as Goody obviously signs off on him.
0: Yeah, I'd be okay with it. I'm a little gun shy. Um, It says that most Jones fractures take at least six to eight weeks to heal, and if he is going to wait until after the pro day to do it, um, I don't know. I just – I don't like that idea. I'm so sick of lingering injuries in the offseason. But um, if he falls and the right price is there, then, yeah, I'd swoop him up. Swoop.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's a a scenario, too, where he, he falls, you trade back those four spots like we talked about, pick up an extra pick in the second or third round, and then you end up taking Kool Aid with the 29th pick or something. That would be freaking awesome, right? Yeah. Um, watch watch Goody trade up in the top five this year? Just surprise the heck out of all. It would be hilarious, <laughs> wouldn't it, man? You just did you jump. guys
2: see? Did you guys see in this press conference that the very first question he was asked was about draft or was about quarterbacks and the qualities that that you'd look for and taking gambles on quarterbacks? Like literally, the very first question was about drafting a quarterback. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. and do, yeah. Who do you know who was doing the interview by chance?
2: It was a press conference, so I'm not okay, sure there totally, were a lot okay. of guys asking questions.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. You know, sometimes he'll do, like, these sit-down interviews, and it's like, you know, I, I had a video queued up way over on time. We'll play it tonight. Um, but uh, it was Goody sitting down with Larry McCarron. Sometimes when you – if you get a Larry McCarron or you hear that, that spoon, you know, Tom Silverstein, talk to him, it's like they're trying to prepare fans for – said scenario, right? Um and and I, it seems like I've heard a quarterback get brought up several times this offseason. So that might be something that they're preparing the fan base for. Hey, look, we may take a quarterback if the right one's there. I, we said it we said it during the season. Like even when we said Jordan Love is the guy, if a quarter, quarterback is the most important position, there's two different drafts every April. This is Greg Kosel 101. There's a quarterback draft and then there's everyone else's draft. And they treat the quarterback as if they're on a tier higher than they currently are on their board, simply because it's that important of a position. If you had a Jaden Daniels somehow, some way, fell to the Packers at 25, I am not going to be surprised at all Goody takes him. If you had just something miraculous happen like that, right, that, that Caleb Williams all, all of a sudden sinks down the board like Aaron Rodgers, that people are oh, that will never happen. They said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. He was a slam dunk number one pick the night before. Next thing you know, he's falling in the draft like crazy. And I'm telling you, man, that's that's how they operate. That is how they operate. They would take a quarterback in a blink of an eye, and the fans would lose their mind like they did over Jordan Love, and then all of a sudden everyone acts surprised, not Packer fans, but just the sports media in general acts surprised that the Packers have done it again because they're willing to think outside of the box. They're willing to draft a quarterback when they don't need one. I personally hope it doesn't happen because I love Jordan Love, and I think we got our guy. But if it does happen, that means one point, Goody had a higher grade on this quarterback than he did on Jordan Love, and uh, and he's going to take him. You know, people forget. Uh, I say it all the time too: Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers took over his quarterback, it was that year they drafted Brian Brom in the second round. Mm-hmm. We're not sold that Aaron Rodgers was. Hey, there's we don't need another quarterback. They we're not sold on it. Um, and Aaron Rodgers graded out enough for them to take him with whatever it was, the twenty fourth pick. Is that what it was? Twenty second, whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't we
0: take three that year? Wasn't there a, a guy from LSU as well that we took? Matt was it Matt Flynn that year too? Matt
1: Flynn, I thought. Well, yeah.
2: Not.
1: yeah, won a national title. Matt Flynn was definitely cut from the same cloth of like a Sean Clifford too. Like he was one of those guys that fell down in the draft because he wasn't a sexy pick. But man, when you know they when you looked at his resume and everything, and it's like. That dude's played a lot of ball. That's kind of how Matt Flynn was there at LSU, coming mm-hmm. out of LSU. So, yeah, and and then of course LSU, or Matt Flynn comes in and ties the Packers' single game touchdown record, right? That one game,
0: remember that? And um, he flees Seattle for a crazy salary, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> he got he got paid, bang, man. Yeah, he did. yeah. Good so for you.
1: <laughs> there you go, man. Hey, that's that's how the Packers operate, right? Um, they, they're gonna they're gonna take swings at quarterback. It's that important, um, you know. And, and you think what? When did that start? Clayton when did that start? Brian Gudakis is your general manager, right? Who trained him up? Ted Thompson. Who trained him up? Ron Wolf, right? Ron Wolf has been, you know, he brings in Mike, uh, Mike Holmgren, right, to be his head coach. Mike Holmgren has just worked hand in hand with Bill Walsh's whole systematic approach with the West Coast offense. What did Bill Walsh do? He had Joe Freaking Montano, and he <laughs> traded for Steve young and everybody thought he was crazy. And the next thing you know, Steve young turns around and wins a Super Bowl for him. So that's just, uh, that's how they, that's how they roll, man. Um, parting thoughts, Emilio, Jacob, you guys got anything?
4: Yeah. Nothing. I mean, just keep supporting the stream, man. I'm, one of these days I'll have access again. I appreciate everyone, you know, supporting <laughs> me trying to get me out of here, but, uh, yeah, just good morning Lambo, you know, PTA live
0: tonight. Let's get it.
1: Yeah. We got the, uh, we still got our man Emilio on probation. We'll see how
0: it goes. All right. <laughs> wait a minute. Are we doing a Friday night show or no?
1: I, I think we probably are tonight. I'm going to double check with the boss downstairs. But mm-hmm. uh, um, I think she's still feeling pretty bad. I gave her what I had.
4: <laughs> nice. And, uh,
1: so she's nah. uh, she's toughing it out down there. But she's feeling a lot better. Uh, yeah, it, it I think it hit her pretty hard two days ago. So she's been recovering. But it's a good reason for her to lay on the couch and and have me just basically spoon feed her everything and, uh, and baby her. So there you go. That's the way that works. We know. Um, you know, when I'm sick, she's like, go to the bedroom and spray Lysol and stay away from me. When she's sick, I'm over there fanning her. And you know, some of you guys are going, you're full of crap Clayton and you are absolutely correct. So, um uh, all right, we're out of here guys. Appreciate y'all, um, hanging out with us. I want to thank everybody in the chat. This was a lot of fun. Um, We'll be back tonight. Chris says, Have a great day, everyone. As always, let's go out and be the change you want to see in the world and go back. (laughs) Go. He said it without a redneck accent, too, there, Jacob. What do you think about that? All right. We'll see you guys tonight. Everybody, have a great day. Thank you all for tuning in. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. We'll see you tonight.